Child, take your break. Take your vacation when you feel like doing that. Because honestly, your job going to always be there. If you die, this is my doctor told me when I was sick. If you die today, your job is going to be there and they're going to find somebody to replace you. So that's that. Welcome to Keys to the Culture Podcast. It's your hostess with the mostest, Maestro Robinson. And today on Keys to the Culture Podcast is a very special episode. Why? Because it's about me and getting to know me as a person, as a business owner, as your friend, your girl, your favorite entrepreneur. And I have 30 questions from all of you. So many people have reached out to me on social media who have DM'd me, who have contacted me on so many social media platforms just to ask me questions. And we narrow them down to 30 questions that to get to know me, get my opinion, life, dating, business, et cetera, et cetera. So you joining me on this ride, baby. So we gonna jump right in to see what you guys have to say to get to know me on an intimate level. So number one, where are you from and what was life like growing up? Um, I am from Long Beach, California, the east side to be exact. And life growing up was very interesting because I actually grew up in a single parent home. My mother raised myself and two of my other siblings, shout out to Robert and Romeo. And we grew up in a home that was We didn't have everything, but my mom made it feel like we had everything. My mom was everything to us um, in every way. She was our friend. She was our disciplinary. She was our biggest supporter and motivator, even to this day. And she's one of my biggest inspirations. Um, So my mom, I love you. Shout out to my mom. Uh, Number two, what do you do for a living? And was it always your career goal? Ooh, okay. Um, I am actually a marketing agency owner. I own a marketing agency called The Brand Suite. um, And we specialize in branding, marketing, and content creation. Our motto is to help creators build brands and to help brands engage like creators. So basically, I start from scratch with a lot of people who come to me, different clients. I've worked with clients who have national campaigns to local businesses in your city um, here in Los Angeles. And what I do is I help them from scratch build a brand, teach them how to create content using their brand as their guideline, and then maximizing their reach by creating marketing campaigns, outreach, and marketing plans. And in doing that, I've been able to help people reach their financial goals in their business, grow their brands, um, and also, you know, get so many people to get involved in their community and and making sure they have a connection to their community through the content that they create um, in their brands that we build together. Um, Was it always my career goal? No, because I actually, when I went to school, I actually was a, a music major before anything else. A lot of people don't know that. I'm actually a classically trained pianist um, and I was a music major so I know how to read music, I know how to play music, and I can compose music. And I'm also a soprano. I've sung in choir in church as well as in high school um, and early in college. But most people just think, oh she's just in business, but I've always had a knack for entertainment. 
Um, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be in entertainment in some kind of way. I thought I was a superstar. That was my thing. You know, that movie, Superstar. like that was me. Like I was into acting. I was into television. Like Oprah's one of my biggest inspirations. But I also explored business. Um, business was always something I, I gravitated towards very early on. Like I would literally sell stuff to my classmates and make a little coin on the, on the, on the side. So it's always was something that was a part of me. I just didn't have the word for it. You know, entrepreneurship is new. That's a new word that we use. But back then it was just like a woman in business, a man in business. So I kind of merged the two together when I took on marketing and I did that very early on. I met an older student in college. She was like, you should explore marketing. And that's what I did. And here we are today. But it was not always my journey. I went through over 16 years in corporate America, hated it. But, you know, it was a learning experience. I met people, learned some good things and some bad things. Um, but I was able to triumph at the end and make more money than they can ever pay me. Okay. Number three, uh, content creation is now being taught in schools. Should I take a course before creating? Okay. So content creation is pretty much everything now. Um, a lot of big brands are reaching out to influencers or people just with, you know, a micro influencer to start promoting their product service, um, online. So Content creation is now a part of our lives because social media has taken over our, as a medium platform in general. So even this podcast, audio, that's a form of, of social media to a certain extent. You get to share it on social media platforms. You're sharing it on YouTube, your TikTok, Snapchat, etc. So because it's, it's growing and it's, a, it's where people can make so much money now, I believe that you can learn by doing. I don't think you always need a course to do social media unless you are so oblivious to how it works. If you are a person that is naturally creative and you can be yourself on camera, I think you can just start by doing that. But then it's always great to team up with somebody who actually knows what they're doing to teach you the strategies behind social media, not just how to use it, as a just pick up your camera and shoot a video, but there's certain strategies and ways that you can grow, ways that you can engage, ways that you can uh, incorporate sales. So there's a whole strategy behind it. So if you find a great course, then you should definitely take it. Number four, you seem so confident and comfortable with who you are. Where did that come from? Ciao. <laughs> uh, Listen, I had to become this, okay? Um, it was some moments in my life where I've had people who actually called me ugly, believe it or not, and I know I look good. But people have, I had someone call me ugly. I've had people critique me on weight and what people don't know, I actually have PCOS, it's called polycystic ovarian syndrome, where it's a hormone imbalance, so my weight will fluctuate. But you know, for me, Loving myself actually started from the home because my mother always instilled in me, you are beautiful, you are smart, don't worry about other people's opinions. And honestly, that stuck with me throughout my life, just always having her in my ear and knowing that that's like reaffirming that I am a beautiful person, I'm a good person first, I have a good spirit, and then also I look good, I'm attractive. And, you know, there was moments where I kind of lost a little bit of that, you know, on a journey as I'm getting older. 
But I never compared myself to other people. It was always something internally with me that I had to work on. But honestly, I love who I am. It's been a long journey to get to that point, but who I am as a person inside out, I love who I am. I love my body, I love my skin, I love my mind. And what got me there, honestly, was just really looking at myself in the mirror and be like, who are you when nobody's around? Outside of your roles, who are you? And then really dig deep into that. And I fell in love with myself again. You know, I got my joy back. So number five, what obstacles have you faced in business? Baby, okay. So business is not always what it's, it's, it's supposed to be. It Everything does not work out the way it's supposed to work out in business. I'm gonna tell you right now. There has been many times where I didn't have clients. There has been times when I didn't have money in my pocket. I have went negative in my account quite a few times. But, you know, all in all, it's just been a journey. And even facing obstacles in business as far as trying to get clients and then people not responding or you have this great product or service and then people can't afford you, then you're dubbed as, oh, you're too expensive. It's not really the issue. Sometimes they're just not your client. So I had to learn to switch my mindset and really focus on those who are my client, niche down, figure out what I actually wanna do, and then I found my rhythm and I was able to find success in that. And I've been doing well ever since. So number six, uh, when was the moment you found your purpose and how you knew that was your calling that God gave you? That's good. Wow, okay. I found my purpose because it was already in me. Um, I knew that God wanted me to be able to help a lot of people with my platform um, in different ways, as a motivator, as inspiration, as someone who helps other people achieve their goals. And I found out what my purpose was. Really, it was reaffirmed over the last few years because it was so many people coming to me at that time. I, I prayed and I asked God, I said, you know, whatever you want me to do, whatever it is, make it clear to me what exactly is my purpose, what you want me to do and how you want me to do it. And then I, I pray in expectation. That's one of the things I always say. You pray and it's giving thanks for those things. So I say, God, thank you for my clients. Thank you for those divine connections. Thank you for these business deals. Thank you for these brand deals. And then things started coming into fruition. Um, and it really, really was a life changer for me. I really got closer to God. It changed it, my dynamic with everyone around me. And then everything began to flow. So that's how I knew what my purpose was. God reaffirmed it. Um, and then also everything started to flow and have a rhythm in my life. So it's just, it's just an amazing feeling to know that I'm walking in my purpose and I'm able to change other people's lives while doing it. So number seven, when God gives you all the resources and all that you need and capital, what will you, what will you do to help? Ooh, okay. Um, that's a good question. I'm gonna say God has already given me those resources and capital, okay? So it is already mine. I believe it is in Jesus name. Um, so 
with the resources and capital that I do have and how I will, you know, help others, I'm assuming, is by creating uh, different programs to help people not only develop in business, develop in life skills, and also help them to function in healthy relationships, whether that's personal relationships or business relationships. Um, and that also, for me, will help my community in a big way. So creating jobs, helping with healing, um, and also helping people create generational wealth. So in doing that, I believe the best way to do that is to give people opportunities um, and also create jobs and where they can thrive and learn new skills. Um, and the best way to do that is continue to invest in our community, um, to continue putting our money in our community into ideas and programs that can help us all thrive and do better. So number eight, how has your relationship with your family helped you in your business? Again, you know, my mom is my biggest cheerleader and just having her by my side consistently throughout my life and just reaffirming to me that I am capable of all things, that I am smart and my ideas are not returning to me void. There's something that's gonna make me wealthy in so many different ways. And you know, it, it's always been a situation where I knew I was gonna be in business and everyone in my family knew it too. It was like, it was already a part of me. So anytime I have an idea, I wanna do something, my family will rally behind me. Um, you know, my immediate family, they will come and be like, look, I'm supporting you, I'm reposting, I'm liking, I'm commenting. If you gonna sell something, I'm buying it. So my family has been extremely supportive, you know, in pushing me forward in everything that I do. So I'm super happy and, and I'm grateful for my entire family for being there for me. You know, you come across some people that don't support you or not there, but your family, if, as long as my family show up, I'm always in good spirits. Number nine, what is your relationship with God and what conversations do you have with him concerning your business, mental health, and relationships? Ooh, okay. So a couple of years ago, um, my relationship with God dramatically changed. Um, before that, just to give you a backstory, I literally lost complete faith um, because I would see people around me and see people, you know, through the years who were praying and praying and nothing was changing. And I didn't see anything positive coming from the situation. Then I started to face problems and obstacles as a kid or in through my teenage years and early adulthood. And I was like, where's God? Where's God? Where's God? You know, we all kind of face those situations where we're looking for God, where we're facing so many different situations, circumstances, and obstacles in our lives. And once I started to explore the relationship with God for myself, I realized he was always there. God never left. God was there the entire time, but he was waiting for me to call on him. And when I truly, fully surrendered, and when I say God, I'm saying Jesus. I know people don't like to be politically correct, but I'm gonna be politically correct today. Jesus Christ, and I, I started my own relationship with God, and I began to explore that a few years ago because I was crying out for help. I felt like I was by myself. 
And God came and rescued me. He came, picked me up and was like, girl, I got your back. That's how God talked to me. Girl, I got your back. Don't worry. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Anything you want, just ask me. It is already yours. And when I changed my mind frame and I changed my prayer life to a prayer of expectation and thankfulness, that's when things start to change in my life. I say, God, thank you for this wealth. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for X, Y, and Z. And these things just started changing dramatically in my, my life. And when I fully surrendered and fully relied and depend on God for everything, baby, life dramatically changed. My relationships dramatically changed. My mental health. I secretly went to therapy, though. I always say that. And I didn't want to tell nobody I was going because people think you're crazy. You're going to therapy. But I went to therapy secretly because I believe that God blesses people with certain talents and skills to help you on your journey. And therapists are those people. And I'm not afraid of prayer and therapy. And in business, God has guided me, directed me, and has helped me through that journey as well. So God, that's my homeboy. So number 10, you talk about economic power in the black community. What have you done or doing to help? That's a great question. I have done a lot. And a lot of y'all actually don't know I've done a lot. Um, I've worked on several different campaigns in the city of Los Angeles where I was helping a lot of small businesses. I've helped over 40 small businesses with branding, marketing, and content creation. Um, we also teamed up with uh, Vermont Slauson Economic Development uh, Corporation in the city of Los Angeles to be able to put a program they have for Shop Love. I partnered with Misla LA as well as Marty World to put on this program and we were able to help a lot of small businesses to get prepared for creating content, understand marketing and branding, creating digital assets for them. And I didn't do it alone. We had an amazing team of uh, guys and girls who are trying to do amazing things in the city of Los Angeles. That's one thing I've done, but I also privately teamed up with a lot of nonprofits in the city of Los Angeles to help them get funding. I've wrote a lot of grants, a lot of proposals um, to help them get funding. And that's what I continue to do. I continue to give back. And I believe economic power is in ownership. And I'm actually moving into ownership now. And with that move, I can't say all of it, um, we will be helping create jobs in the city of LA and abroad eventually, because we gonna expand, okay? So number 11, how do you stay motivated? God, <laughs> God, okay. Um, I stay motivated by that and not having no money. So if I need to pay my bills, I'm going to stay motivated because broke is not cute, baby. So that keeps me motivated. That keeps me moving forward is really focusing on what my goals are and how I'm going to accomplish them. I don't want to leave this earth and not accomplish the goals that I set for myself. So I'm going to move and push every day if I have to until it gets done because it's going to get done. Number 12, what inspires you? Um, ooh, family. Um, legacy inspires me, my community inspires me, and the future. I think the future is really inspiring because I see now that things are taking a dramatic change, especially with technology, and there's so many opportunities. Y'all just have no idea. I just think more of us have to really get into technology too. Technology inspires me in a positive way. There's some scary stuff out there, but 
in a positive way. There's so many jobs like being created, so much wealth that's being created. Cause social media is a tech tool, technically. It's a tech company. And um, you know, that creates so many opportunities for people. So yeah, family, the community, you know, wealth building, goals, everything is far as me. Uh, do you believe everyone can be an entrepreneur? Why or why not? I believe everybody can be an owner. So, and everybody can create multiple streams of income. That does not mean you're going to be the person in front. <laughs> everybody is not going to be the CEO. You know, people get so wrapped up in titles and everything, but everybody is not going to be a CEO. Everybody is not going to be running a company or a president. Sometimes you are part of a team you know, on a great project to make something become reality. Or you can just be a person who works a nine to five who happen to have multiple streams of income or investments. There's some people who work nine to five that make more money than entrepreneurs. So don't let titles distract you. Entrepreneurship may not be for everyone and that is okay, but ownership and multiple streams of income is. Um, 14, have you ever hit a plateau? And how did you come out of it? That's so funny because I don't believe there is a ceiling or a plateau that we hit. I think a lot of it is a loss of motivation for some reason, or maybe it's just a lack of interest in something. And I've done that multiple times. Um, one of the things that I do, and I, I'm not proud to say it, I get bored easy doing something after a while. Like if it's repetitive and like going to a nine to five and clocking in doing the same thing every day, it ain't for me. I know that it's not my life. And I'm so happy I'm able to be independent, baby. Trust and believe that. Like being independent for me, that's the way of life. But like, I don't feel like there's a plateau or ceiling that I've hit yet. I think possibilities are endless for anybody. I think the sky is not the limit, it's the view. Shout out to Swiss Beats for that. I just feel like there's endless possibilities for all of us to grow and evolve throughout our lives and get our hand in a little bit of everything. Shoot, we got one life to live. You better live it to the fullest. So number 15, what is your favorite black business and artist right now? The crazy thing is I don't have a favorite artist, um, but I'll say who I'm listening to. I've been steady listening to Beyonce, a little bit of Robert Glasper, um, and who else would I listen to the other day? I was listening to Meek Mill. Like, they got some cool bodies of work. And I don't listen to everything, but I listen to different genres too. So hip-hop and R&B is not the only thing I listen to. But I listen to a, a number of things. As far as a black business, um, I would say my homegirl, My Black Beauty Box. Um, she's in the Christian Mall. And she sells black owned products in a box that's like really cool. You get hair products, you get food products, and it's all black owned, it's all black operated um, establishments. And you can buy it in one bulk, supporting everybody at the same time. So that's one of my favorite black businesses right now in the city of LA too. Number 16, ooh, okay, we talking about some dating stuff. Why do you think it's hard to date in this day and age? Chow. <laughs> I don't know if it's hard or the dating pool got pee in it. I don't know. Um, but I will say this. Um, 
I don't think it's hard if you know exactly what you're looking for. I think a lot of times we get so caught up in social media and expectations and comparing ourselves to everybody else that we get confused on what we looking for. Oh, one minute you want a wealthy man. One minute you want a thug. One minute you want a good guy. You know, and you can be simultaneously all of that, honestly. But I think people need to learn how to figure out what they actually want and then also prepare themselves to receive what they're asking for. Because you can't say I'm looking for a good guy or a good woman and you live in a trash lifestyle. That ain't going to cut it, boo-boo. And I don't think it's hard. I just think that things are becoming more easy and accessible to people. Social media has made reaching hundreds of thousands of millions of people every day and you're constantly engaged by someone new, something new, and you're constantly stimulated. So looking in your local city, you like, wait, but there's more out there, but I can do better. Like you start comparing and then we don't live in a moment and we really not trying to find like that one person some, sometimes. So it's really about what you're looking for. And if you feel real about finding your forever partner, your purpose partner, then you'll find that person. Go to the places where they are. If you're looking for somebody who's into business, then you need to be going to some networking events. You need to be going to some business events to find men or women who are into that thing. So don't get discouraged. Just love out there. Everybody deserves to be loved, and there's love for everybody. Okay, 17. Why do you think the current men versus women are women versus men discussions boiling over? Child, these internet streets is filled with this conversation. And I think a lot of it started, well, ignited, I'll say, when Kevin Samuels was like at all time high. And, you know, rest in peace, sir. I think it became a thing when it started becoming a battle of the sexes. It's just this conversation on and on and on. You know, men and women naturally gonna bump heads anyway. That's just a human thing to have disagreements, to not you know, think alike. Cause men and women don't think alike. We don't act alike. We have two different ways of communicating and people need to start realizing that. I think we start to go online and you're listening to people who have opinions and no experience. A lot of these young men, mainly men and women get on these podcasts or TV shows and talking about these battle of the sexes backs and forth. You're not doing this. I'm not doing that. It's draining, it's tiring, and quite frankly, I'm not here for it at all, baby. So I think you have to really filter through the BS and find your people. And if you want to listen to positive stuff, you need to actively seek positive relationship advice from people who have experience and can talk to you on a level that's mature because a lot of it is not mature. And y'all all know that it's like tick for tag, baby. So find your people, find the right folks that you want to listen to if you want positivity. Find positive people. There's great people online that can give you some gems, some tools for relationships in a positive way. And I think you got to look for them. Okay, number 18. What is a determining factor of when you take vacations or breaks from work? When you feel like it. I think we have to make it a normal thing to take breaks and to give yourself grace, live in the moment, have a breather. I think we get in this rat race where we always like, I gotta hustle, I gotta grind. I, that is not even realistic. Nobody moves like a machine, nobody lives like that. And that's what caused so much sickness, problems, anger. You know, you snapping, going off people, going off on people. You not only exploding, but you can implode. 
child, take your break. Take your vacation when you feel like doing that. Because honestly, your job going to always be there. If you die, this is my doctor told me when I was sick. If you die today, your job is going to be there and they're going to find somebody to replace you. So that's that. Hey, it's your girl, Maisha from Keys to the Culture Podcast. Are you a creative building a brand and want to take your business to the next level? Then listen up, because I got some exciting news for you. One of the fastest ways to reach your target audience is to promote on Keys to the Culture Podcast. Why? Because we have some of the biggest names in the game, from musicians to CEOs to creatives and bosses of all kinds. So this is your chance to tap into our audience to grow your business to the next level. We work with small businesses as well as newbies in the game. So don't worry if you're just starting out, we got you covered. Are you ready to promote on Keys to Culture Podcast? Well, click the link in the bio to promote today. You know what I'm talking about. So number 19, have you had to leave behind friends or limit access to you to progress? Ooh, yes. Um, one thing my mom always says, everybody can't go with you. So as you continue to evolve, sometimes you grow apart from people. Um, and sometimes it be a graceful departing and sometimes it can be a rocky road. Um, and it has happened to me in two different ways. I've had positive, you know, growing apart from people. And then I also had some negative situations where I had to be forced to separate from people. And that's kind of part of life, honestly. And that goes back to finding your people you know, and, and figuring out who your friend circle is, who your tribe is, and aligning yourself with people who have some of the same, at least mindsets, morals, and values as you. You know, sometimes I think people get too distracted by just having friends or just having people around to be stimulated in that way. And everybody ain't your people. Everybody is not your friend. They don't have your best interests. So of course you naturally you know, have a separation. And for me, I've done that multiple times where some people was not my people. And I had to have a separation. And as I move up and continue to move up, you know, it may happen again. And that's just a part of life. And I continue praying for them and loving on them, but praying that I find my right people too. And number 19, 20. Um, how do you balance career, dating, slash relationships? Child, I'm trying to figure it out now. <laughs> I am trying to figure that out, okay? Um, I think when it comes to balance, just in life in general, I think you just have to make sure that you are mentally okay and you can sit with yourself and you able to have a conversation with yourself and know who you are when you look in the mirror first. Um, and you know, the balance between relationships, you have to find somebody who understands you on whatever journey you are. And it's okay, they gonna, you know, be like, this is, I'm a ride or die with you. This is what we doing. And everybody makes their rules in their relationships. I don't believe there's one way to do things. I think everybody makes their rules. And if you mutually agree on whatever that is, that's your thing. So, you know, going through business and trying to balance that, it can be a, a tug of war to be honest with you, but you gotta know what your priority is. If you wanna, you know, live a life that you wanna have freedom and a life of, you know, great success and whatever that is to you, 
then you're going to make that decision accordingly. If you want to just focus on that relationship, then you're going to adjust accordingly. So it's really up to you, honestly. Balance is subjective. And I think if you're going to find any kind of balance in anything, you're going to focus your energy on what's important to you. 21, what networking tips do you have for introverts? Ooh, that's kind of the same thing for people who are trying to date. Find your people. Um, when you go to networking events, I think one of the fastest way you can do it is find groups, communities online um, with some of the same interest levels that you have. If you're into comic books, there's so many like different comic book forums, so many different communities online. There's even black people for comics. comics. So if you're going to find your people first and then start going to the networking events, you can start off slowly. You don't have to just jump right in and be the life of the party. Hey, I'm here. Like You don't have to do all that. You can go to an event. You can casually start a small conversation with somebody, and it can be something very minimum. You can go, hey, I really like your shoes. Hey, you know, what brought you to this event? You know, something really small like that and start a conversation. And if you still feel uncomfortable, keep it short and sweet. Move on to the next person and make those connections. Start reaching out on social media. And then eventually when you feel comfortable around them, comfortable talking to them, those relationships will spark. 22, what does being a black woman mean to you? Ooh, that's a good question. A black woman to me means a nation builder. Someone who is the backbone to their family, the backbone to their community, and has brought light to this world. We not only are doctors, lawyers, fierce businesswomen, but we are also baby mamas. We are also amazing women um, in the community doing work. We are also young women trying to figure themselves out. We are not monolithic. We are diverse. We are magical. We are fierce. We are loving, we are kind, we are nurturing. We everybody mama. <laughs> so black, being a black woman to me is magical. Being a black woman to me is powerful, is commanding, and is a nation builder. That's what a black woman is to me. 23, how has your path been with securing city contracts? Okay, we back to business. City contracts, first of all, you need to get uh, certified. First of all, you need to get your certification. So you can get a minority-owned business, a woman-owned business, a small business enterprise uh, certifications, and you can get that through your city. If you're in Los Angeles, you can get it through um, the city of Los Angeles, and then you'll be able to be qualified, well, partially qualified. First of all, you need to have an actual business and be established, um, be incorporated. And then once you have your certifications and you actually have a website and services or a product available, then you can start going on different forums to apply for contracting work. Um, and then it's great to get in and sometimes even going in as a subcontractor to someone who may have a contract just to get your feet wet 
and to get that experience under your belt. So when you go for bigger contracts, maybe government contracts or state contracts eventually, you'll have a diverse resume and you can be able to take on that contract and hire other people eventually. So it's a whole process that you have to do, but you have to make sure your business is ordered first, first, then get your certifications. And then also for these contracts, most of them you can't do by yourself. So having at least a team that you can call upon to tackle these contracts and you'll be super successful. So you can get a contract between $2,500 and $250,000 plus. So think about that. So number 24, how has your uh, path been with obtaining grants? Oh, so I up until the last year have been gaining a lot of grants, honestly. So there's so many opportunities for grants Man, City of Los Angeles, the SBA, um, state grants, even government grants are available. Honestly, like I said before, with all the other stuff, getting your business in order. Get your business in order. Make sure you are properly set up as a business entity, making sure that you have an online presence. Um, just because they're gonna go and check, make sure you a legit business, right? Um, and making sure you got your financials in order, because a lot of times. They want to see that. They want to see that your business is profitable. Or your nonprofit is a nonprofit that's making an impact on whether that's in the community or whatever subject matter you are you are focused on. But you have to be legally legit first. Then when it comes to government contracts, um, uh, not contracts, but grants, um, you have to write proposals um, and grant proposals to be able to receive them. So once you understand the basics of writing a proposal or you reach out to somebody like my girl, Christy McDaniel, who focuses on nonprofits, if you want to do for profits and you call me and I can write that for you. So you can come and utilize our services for the Power Legacy or the Brand Suite and you'll be able to, you know, qualify and be able to get those grants or we can teach you how to do it. So number 25, outside of your services, who services do you use most often? Honestly, I quit using other people's services. You know, during the pandemic, there was so many consultants and coaches that was promoting classes and courses and books and all this stuff. And a lot of it was copy and paste. A lot of it was from Google University. So, and the funny thing is, I've learned a lot what I learned about business by trial and error and then finding me a great mentor and great resources within my city. So I don't really use anybody's services too much. I think eventually I probably will go into a couple of different um, programs. Once I reach a different pinnacle of success, um, I'll definitely get some leadership courses that I'll probably take. And there's a bunch of different ones out there, but I'll have to like vet them and really research before I do it. But you know, Lean into your network. A lot of people will share information with you. So I say start there. So number 26, how do you automate tasks for your business to make things flow smoothly? That's interesting because I've been actually exploring a lot of different automation systems, but I think the main thing first, you have to be organized. If you're not organized, baby, you better hire somebody to help you out. Make sure you have all of your stuff in order, your books in order, your files in order. You have to start with organization first. Um, and then, you know, making sure that you 
hire the right people if you have the budget to hire people. If not, I mean, you got to look into different systems to use. I mean, I've used multiple different systems. I've used, you know, uh, Dubsado, which is one of my friend's favorite platform. You can help automate um, different tasks if you are a consultant. Um, I've used different platforms like Monday.com, Basecamp, which is more like project management um, tools, but they have helped me like get my stuff in order. Um, and if you can't afford different platforms, you better use Google Drive and make sure you organize everything as much as you can. And when you get somebody you can hire, they can help set up set up your stuff in the right system that can help you get it together. If we talk about content, you can use a platform like Hootsuite, even Canva is coming up in the game to help you with content too, like organization. And then also, you know, reach out to me. I'll send you a DM and we can talk about it. Um, 27, um, will you have any courses or digital products in the future? I'm glad you asked. You know I am. So I've had several different digital products that actually still are up on my website, MaishaRobinson.com. But on the brand suite, we actually are going to be having lots of classes available and trainings for entrepreneurs in the likeness of branding, marketing, and content creation. I'm also about to add another course for leadership because I think a lot of people need leadership. And then partnering with a couple of other friends um, in business, you know, connections that I have to create different courses that are going to help people get to their goals and to do it in a way that's for real, that's legit. And we know what we're talking about because we not only have experience and education, but we've done it ourselves. So those courses are coming for right now though, you can actually get a free content calendar blueprint will help you with your content, helps you understand how to create content, helps you understand coming up with content ideas and setting yourself up monthly for a content calendar that will help you be able to push out content consistently without missing a beat. And people will love, like, engage, and help you grow your following. So you can get that in the link in my bio, or you can go to um, Keys to the Culture Podcast, and you can go on there. You can get a free download when you put your email address in. So subscribe and like, and then you get that free gift for you. Psst, you, come here, come here. Yes, you. Have you been struggling to stay consistent with your content? We've all been there. You told yourself you was gonna post about a year ago, but you have yet to post today. But don't worry, I got you covered. Introducing the Ultimate Content Calendar Blueprint. It is a guide that will show you how to stay consistent with your content for the next 30 days and beyond. It's filled with tips, tools, and ideas to help you take your content to the next level. And guess what? It's completely free. So don't wait because it's gonna go out fast. So make sure you download the Content Calendar Blueprint today. So number 28, what steps to start planning social content? Shall get my content calendar blueprint, which is on Keys to Culture Podcast, or click the link in my bio on social media at I am Myesha or at Keys to Culture Podcast. You get a free content calendar blueprint. It's free 99. All you gotta do is subscribe, put your email in that thing, and you get that free download. Learn how to create your content from scratch, ideas, 
monthly content that you can put together that will help you grow, that help you get more followers. Get into it. Download it. Subscribe today. Uh, number 29. What does Keys to the Culture podcast mean to you? Oh, I love this. So Keys to the Culture podcast to me means the future. This is not just a one-trick pony. This is not a podcast that's just going to come and go. This is building an empire. It is the start of something grand, and everybody connected to it is going to be able to thrive from the success of this podcast and beyond. This is only the beginning. It is the now, and it, it is the future. So it is a place where entrepreneurs, creatives alike can come together and build together create amazing content campaigns, et cetera, et cetera. I can't give too much away, but it is the now and the future. And I hope y'all stay tuned. It is a vibe that cannot stop vibing, okay? So number 30, final question, y'all. This is the last one. What's next for KTTC, which is Keys to Culture Podcast? Ooh, I like that. What's next is growth. There's so much growth. There's so much that's gonna happen after this. So much connections, television, different opportunities for other people connected to the show. It's gonna be multiple streams of income, other shows, I can't say too much. (laughs) And yeah, it's gonna be a media takeover. That's what next for Keys to Culture Podcast. And I hope y'all enjoyed this today. These 30 questions was amazing. I'm so thankful for all of y'all. Thank you to everybody who has subscribed, liked, shared, watched the podcast this season. It has been such a beautiful ride with you guys. And this is just the beginning. This is the start of something that's going to be very, very much a change maker in media, a change maker in social media, change maker for black creatives and entrepreneurs. And we are just getting started. Stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe, like, share, and make sure you visit our website. Get that free download of the content calendar blueprint. Follow your girl at I am Myesha. Get more information about Keys to Culture Podcast by going to our website, keystoculturepodcast.com. And then follow us. Make sure you follow us. Until next time, I'll see you soon. Bye.